Um, da dum dum. Okay, I got my glasses. And now I. Okay. There. Pastor Dave. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I just poured some wine into these glasses because we're going to be speaking about wine today. And I figured, you know, if we're going to be speaking about wine, maybe we should have that as an example. I like this idea. But then again, if we drink this wine, we aren't going to have a very good show. Why not? Well, I think maybe the people will kind of wonder what's going on with us. So, how about instead we just walk in the door here and begin our show? Welcome to Room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. When I was a kid, I listened to a lot of dramatized Bible stories. Mm. And in one of them, uh, The Calling of Levi, which is what we're going to be reading about in a few minutes here, um, I remember they took a few liberties, but they had Levi, Matthew, thinking about Jesus as he was in his tax collecting booth. And... He was wondering, could this Jesus really be as great as as they say he is? And and then, of course, some people come by, and he's collecting taxes, and he kind of gets his conscience, and he says, "All right, now don't be so greedy." Um, and he and he gives back uh, a lot of what he uh, stole. Mm-hmm. Well, then Jesus comes by, and he says, "Levi, Matthew, follow me." And Levi follows him. Well, that isn't the way the Bible itself tells it. Um, The Bible says Levi is sitting in his tax collecting booth. Jesus comes by and says, follow me. And it's almost like magic. (laughs) Jesus calls, Mm -hmm. Levi drops everything, and follows. Just like Peter in a previous chapter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in previous verses. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, you're right. It was this chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does almost seem magical, doesn't it? And but in a, Go ahead. Is this the way it... I mean, how does it really happen? Well, you know, bear with me for a second. In some ways, I'm going to say it is magical. It really is. Poof! And they do. Look at, going back, Abraham... He was just happy as all get out, and we don't, all of a sudden, follow me, God says. And he got up and left Ur, and he went to the new promised land. Or, we haven't studied it as of yet, but will Moses. Oh, yeah, the burning baby. bush. No, 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 even before that. Oh, the baby? A in baby a in, 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 in a basket, and God called him uh, via the Pharaoh's daughter to be saved and not killed. So that later then he was called by the burning bush. You know, in some ways as a human, it seems magical. Now, if you want to understand magic as God's working in a mysterious way that's not normal, 
It is, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And whether a person is thinking about and tugged at the heart because of guilt and then joy when they see God and hope, or all of a sudden it's like, you are it. Does it really matter? Because really, baby Moses, we'd say, was a baby, he didn't do anything. Well, did Abraham really do anything? Did Matthew here do really anything? It is all God's work. And the reason I mention all this is because that's how God works in our lives too. In some ways, even though we might be able to point to the day, it's magical because it's God's power at work. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 27. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting in his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up and left everything and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Oh, you can't help others who've fallen in sin by going down with them and joining in. When you're up on the rock, You can lend a hand when you're down in the mud. You can't. (laughs) That's cute. What's that from? Oh, it's from the Children's Bible Hour. It was on years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a story that uh, went along with it. Yeah. Well, there was a girl, and uh, her parents were very concerned because uh, she had some friends that were doing some things that they did not approve of. And she said, "But, but you always tell me to to reach out and share the love of Jesus Christ with others. And Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Well, but she was being influenced a little bit more than Mm -hmm. they liked. And so her father got an idea. Hmm. It had just rained. And uh, that evening, there was a knock at the door. And this person said, I'm afraid my car is stuck in the mud. Will you come and help me to get it out? And the father said, of course. And he said to his daughter, you come with me. You'll be able to help. They got in their car. And uh, the father said, all right, you tell me when I'm close enough. And uh, then we'll attach the chains to uh, his bumper and to our bumper. And, and we'll out. pull them out. Yeah. And so he, he's backing up closer and closer. Dad, you're going to get stuck in the mud. Oh, no, I'm not. No, no. I just have to get a little closer. Dad, you're going to get stuck in the mud. 
That's oh, the little no, girl not. saying that. Yeah, that's the okay. girl saying yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just going <laughs> to... Well, yeah, we all know what happens Got here. stuck in the mud. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, then the father was able to explain to his daughter, you see, I'm stuck in the mud now, too. And the man back there is a friend of mine. And now that we're both stuck in the mud, neither one of us can help each other to get out of it. Mm-hmm. I can't help him at all. And the girl saw and understood what her father was trying to teach. Cool story. And, and, and that is a interesting, difficult, and challenging line, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When do you cross it to help people? And let, let's put the best construction on it. That's exactly why the Pharisees were saying to the disciples, why is your teacher eating with sinners and tax collectors? He, in their view, he had, Jesus had crossed the line and was with uh, tax collectors. Uh, they were evil people because they were stealing all the time. Mm-hmm. And sinners were prostitutes and other uh, hoodlums that, that uh, it just it didn't seem right. And there's Bible verses that can even back that up. Mm-hmm. The one that comes to mind is from Psalm 1, Blessed is the man who does not take the paths of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. <sighs> yeah, my parents had some interesting sayings at, that always would hit home, like, uh, bad company corrupts. Yeah, or one rotten apple spoils the barrel. Mm. Uh, another one I had heard once is, you can't run with the dogs without getting fleas. Yeah, or bad company is the devil's net. Yep. But what about Jesus? <sighs> sure looks like it, but there's a difference here. Um, the difference is this, Matthew repented and Matthew was inviting friends to repent with him. Jesus is God and the association was with changed people, not going in it to change them, but they already were changing and he was helping carry through with that change. To quote another proverb, that is the one that says, don't beat a dead horse into the ground. (laughs) But that was Jesus. Mm -hmm. What about me? Hmm. Well, and I've struggled with this in life and, 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 and this is really moving to evangelism, uh, like the little girl trying to help people stuck in the mud. First off, I think you got to realize, am I getting full of mud um, it, it, when I shouldn't be? Um, it's one thing to witness to somebody in a bar, but to have four beers in order to witness <laughs> to them when you're stone drunk, that's not good. No. You know, so you got to make sure you're okay and not sinning. That's absolutely number one. Mm. Uh, secondly, um, sometimes even though you get yourself a little bit muddy, you think, well, this will help my witnessing because then they'll see I'm just like them. Yes. So instead of having four sure. beers, you have two beers. But then they Which don't. we're not condemning beer, by the way. Nor are we supporting beer drinking either. No. I'm just using examples here because this is what I've seen. Um, That doesn't necessarily help either. 
because then you're not distinguishing yourself as something different, but the same as them in their lifestyle. I know a gentleman, his name is Paul, and um, he uh, was recommended to us to do some painting. He's mm-hmm. a good painter. Mm-hmm. And um, um, the friend who recommended him every once in a while does go with him to the to the bar and have a drink with him. And he's trying to witness to them because he says, Paul just needs some more help in, uh, with God in his life. Well, it occurred to me, and, and I heard that before he even came to my house. Well, as he was at my house in painting... I just stopped and chatted with him, and he chatted with me, and I was able to witness, and I didn't have to go to the bar and have a beer to do it. Point being is, really, we should be ourselves. Are we using our witnessing as an excuse to get muddy? Mm. Or are we being ourselves and witnessing? So it's not that we're supposed to isolate ourselves from the rest of the world and associate only with Christians, but it's how we associate with others and how we allow them to influence us. Yeah, and we're not to let them influence us. If they do, that's wrong. It's got to be the other way around. Yeah. We continue with Luke chapter 5, verses 33 through 35. They said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours go on eating and drinking. Jesus answered, Can you make the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days, they will fast. What is this conversation about fasting all about anyway? <laughs> well, first we got to define fasting, just to make it obvious and blunt. Mm-hmm. It is... It's not eating. I don't like the idea of not eating. <laughs> <laughs> and in a religious context, fasting uh, means you, you abstain from eating purposefully to do other things, like pray and take time with God by reading His Word and thinking about Him, meditating on Him. So it's a deliberate action one would do. Okay. Okay. Now, before I answer your question, what this is all about, I, I don't know about you and, 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 and your friends at your place, but it just happened the other night um, where when I cook, I will have pots and pans all over the place, and then I sit down and eat, and when it's done, then I collect everything and I wash it. Okay. But my wife 
she will kind of move things over, even wash in between times and, and kind of be cleaning as you go. And be honest, this has caused some division and, and sparks of uh, conversation in our family. Like, you're not doing it right. You got to clean up as you go because look at what the big mess is. And it's like, yeah, but I want to do all this. And then I want to sit down and enjoy and spend time with people. And then I'll worry about cleaning up. No, no, you can't do that. You got to clean it up as you go. Otherwise, you got this huge uh, mess. And This is starting to sound familiar. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes we do things in patterns and routines that we think are the only way it should be done. That's part of what was going on here with Jesus and, and, the, and his disciples and the Pharisees. They thought the only way to approach God was through pious living. And therefore, pious living meant you needed to deny yourself food. They actually went to the nth degree. They did it twice a week. Ugh. And during that time, again, as I had mentioned, they would stop and take time with God. And so instead of eating three meals a day, they'd be praying three times a day and be reading his word. And that's over and above what they do normally. And they felt this was the only way that you could get close to God is if you do these acts. And Jesus is saying, no, there can be other ways. Fasting is a good thing, taking time away from food so you can put your time into seeing God, that's a good thing, but right now, I, the Messiah, am with you, and you don't have to do that, all you need to do is sit and listen and pay attention to what I'm saying! How's that? Interesting. Oh, it gets even better. And it gets better. Verses 36 through 39. He told them this parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does... He will have torn the new garment, and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst from the skins, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, the new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one... After drinking the old wine, wants the new, for he says, the old wine is better. the shows that my roommates and I love to watch is Family Feud. Oh, I haven't watched that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the questions uh, that they asked the other day was, if you were a billionaire, mm -hmm. name something you would replace every year. Ooh, replace every year. Mm -hmm. So what were some of their answers? Some of the answers were uh, wardrobe, hmm. jewelry, uh, houses, <laughs> Uh, investments, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Even spouse. What? Yeah. Well, some people are crazy like that. I know. I know. When uh, when they said wardrobe, though, I said, no, 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 I like my clothes. I mean, I hate, I, I like going shopping for clothing, sure, but mm-hmm. but when it comes to throwing old clothes away, I don't like doing it, especially shoes. I'd rather wear a pair of shoes until they can't be worn anymore. Comfortable mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. What got me thinking about this was the reading we just did. The Pharisees loved their old things, their old ways. Okay. But Jesus brought something new. And now the new thing is obviously better. And putting the two together will rip it apart. Uh, Yeah. That's like the new wine and old wineskins, in case you didn't know it. uh, The the wineskins stretch when the wine ferments. And once it's stretched, it's fully stretched. So trying to stretch again, that's why it would rip apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, putting new and old together really doesn't work. And that does make total sense because the Pharisees were thinking Jesus was just going to add on to their great stuff. But he was saying, no, this is new. And that's why they don't fast. And that's why you got to listen. It's not keeping the commandments, obedience, and those things that... Although we are supposed to do that. But not for salvation, but to say thank you to God. Not a way to get to God, but be a way to live our lives in order and good form, because we are God's children. Hey, uh, Pastor Dave. Yeah. How do you make an Italian wine? I don't know. How do you make Italian an Italian wine? You kick him in the shins. Oh. <laughs> but rather than letting this show denigrate to the <laughs> wine show, maybe hey. we should just um, stop whining and close up. Uh, 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 oh, I guess uh, our uh, listeners uh. could whine. You know, I hope they don't, though. I think they might attack us rather than whine. Mm. Yeah, various reasons, including talking about wine. Some people don't think it's appropriate to drink wine. Mm, yes, I, I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Abuse of it is, is a terrible, terrible thing. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. And so we don't abuse the listeners. Uh, I think we better wrap it up. If you have any comments, questions, concerns... <sighs> Write to us. You can do so at info. I n f o. That's my line. Oh, sorry. At not dash. No, that's still my line. N o t dash a l o n e dot n e t. There. Now we got that right. And don't forget, we, we are, are not alone. alone. I will lead the blind by the ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Do come back again to room 4216.
credits. Our sincere thanks go to Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn for their interlude music. Yeah, or a rotten apple, spirals of oil, uh, uh, barrel. <laughs> <laughs>